This episode of the Reality Check podcast has been brought to you by my listeners, Patreons, and friends. If you'd like to find out more about how you can support the podcast and get some cool rewards, head over to patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips. Wasted Day. This is a poem written in two parts when I was in different emotional states. So I'll read the poem and then I will dissect it and break down the changing of emotional states for you. Wasted day. A wasted day. Mental health gone away. I don't want to stay. I wish there was another way. In constant dismay. Life's all work, no play. For never enough pay. The second part. I want to play with you. Find a place to lay with you. Spend the night and stay with you. Waste another day with you. I've seen you slay and have it your way. Made the boys pay. Taking them as you may. So this this poem, I, I'm not sharing it with you for the, you know, the, the words or the rhymes or anything like that. I, I typically take a notepad and pen with me wherever I go and I just sort of play with words. And the first part, the depressed and suicidal part of that poem, I was having a really bad day. Um, and what I had, what had happened was that I basically, I'd wasted the day. And by wasted the day, that basically means that I had spent the day quite literally just laying on the ground, doing nothing. I couldn't think. I was in quite a lot of emotional distress. And I'll get into the reasons of that, but I just wanted to give you the summary of the poem first. The second part of the poem was when I was feeling, for lack of a better expression, hypersexual. One of the issues with my mental condition is, is that my moods oscillate and I can my, my I can range from like like I said feeling quite depressed to feeling hypersexual and it's it's confronting um this is a common factor for people with BPD or um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder we, we go up and down and there can be extremes of moods now the reason I was down was basically I'd experimented with my medication and I was suggested that I should try stopping one and then starting something else and I didn't quite realize the impact it would have on my mental state and when I realized that I started taking the the original one again and I felt back to normal but for that week basically I felt like I was slipping into craziness it was like the 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 ruminations, the voices in my head were very loud. It felt like I was lashing out and looking for, for ways to be a victim. It felt like I, I couldn't sort of control my emotionality. Um, so as soon as I realized that that was happening, I um, quickly went back on the medication and was like, okay, I really got to take charge of this um, and do a better job of it. So that's what I did with the medication, but in that um, in that time, my mood's like going up and down, like it felt very crazy, and I was feeling quite crazy, you know, lashing out, feeling angry, just feeling just, yeah, just, just a very strong variance of mood, and it was very reminiscent of what I was like prior to going back on the meds, so with that in mind, I, yeah, thought I should share that with you. But in terms of the, the, the second part, the, the, the hypersexual part, once again, that's just another variation of mood. When I'm in that mood, it's like that manic state. 
it feels like I can take on the world. It feels like I can do whatever I like. I'll be very flirtatious. I'll be very exciting. I'll be very engaging. Um, and that has led in the past that mood to some poor choices, as you would imagine, um, both with sexual partners and with just just general life choices. It's caused me to believe and take on and do more than I thought that I could in the sense that when I'm up, I feel like I can take on the world and I'll do a lot of stuff. And when I'm down, I will not be able to do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And oftentimes you'll, I'll find that when I'm up, I'll take on a lot of stuff and that will cause me to come down because I've just, I just get overwhelmed and inevitably my mood will fall or the, the whole bunch of stuff that I've taken on will cause me to fall. So the question is as well, why, why did I change the, the medication? I changed the medication upon the advice of my psychologist. And to be fair, I'm not on medication per se. It's not a prescribable medication. I take St. John's Wort and Valerian. And my psychologist suggested that I try something different because I'd been on the St. John's Wort for a while and I'm still having various issues. But what I... I think a couple of things happened here. Number one, it's not a medication, so it's not a prescribable thing. But I'm also aware that a psychologist shouldn't be talking about medication, so I'm not too sure how I feel about that sort of stuff. But on the other side of things, I also potentially didn't explain, and even more so potentially was unaware of just how pivotal a role the, the, the St. John's Wort was having on my mental state. Um, and she suggested that I try instead ashwagandha, which is basically a ginseng. And the reason she said that was because when I'm sleeping at night and someone touches me, um, as in when I'm trying to get to sleep, um, this sort of <laughs> harks back to the hypersexuality thing, but if I'm staying at someone's house and I get touched, when I'm trying to fall asleep or when I am asleep or for example when my cat just jumps onto the bed it freaks me out I like I jolt and this is a level of um sort of like like being overly vigilant and the idea was that the ashwagandha would help lower the reactivity and since since having this sort of bit of a breakdown with tweaking it and changing it I looked into the actual impacts of all of these meds and found a bunch of studies suggesting that St. John's wort can help with, you know, mild mood tweaks and changes, but also with issues with um, symptoms of psychosis and all of these sort of things. And the stuff that it was saying that it was helping with, it's definitely helping me with that. I feel like I've got a good general grasp of my mental state. I'm quite introspective and I can see the stuff coming, but it's like, when I'm taking St. John's Wort, it's like the, 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 the volume of that craziness, for lack of a better expression, is quite low. But when I don't take it, it's like screaming at me. And, you know, through, through meditation and through those sort of practices, I'm able to sort of look and detach. But the problem is, is that it gets to a stage where it's so loud and so aggressive and so insidious 
that I struggle to meditate. And, and the, the type of thoughts and the way they come across, it's, it, insidious is the best way because it's very, think of this, do this, do that. Do that. And it's like uh, painting everyone and everything in a negative light. It's aggrandizing myself, thinking that I've done, the, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one that's correct and everyone else is wrong. And it's very, it's, it's toxic. And that there's the, it overlays with a lot of, you know, mood changes of aggression and, you know, self-blaming and a whole variety of things. And, you know, like those sort of feelings are sort of always there for me, like, like overlaid with anxiety and depression, other issues. It's always sort of there, but when I'm, when I'm in a bad way, it's very loud and very visible. It's quite hard to detach. The St. John's Wort allows me to step back and look at it and see it from a different perspective. Now, the thing is with St. John's Wort, it's quite reactive to a lot of medicines. So there's a lot of, like, you know, if you take St. John's Wort, you've got to tell your doctor because it, before they prescribe you something because there's a lot of interactions. But the other thing is is that it's, it's a herb. So it's sort of looked upon as a sort of in-between thing. And... You know, there are a lot of studies that show that it has an impact beyond placebo, i.e. it works. But unfortunately, there's that sort of stigma to it being that it is a herb. I don't know, I'm very I'm very um open to whatever works. I'm gonna have I'm gonna do a podcast in, in a couple of weeks talking about my strategic use of caffeination, you know, with caffeine being a drug, right? Same thing with, with anything. Like, it doesn't really matter if it impacts your brain. You can use it in a way that works. So what I'm trying to do is, is find the best approach that works for me. I was talking to my wife and we were talking about how she basically highlighted the fact that it's, you know, it's on me to take charge of my mental health. And like, obviously I know that, but, but more specifically with my med- medications, I have to be the one in charge and making sure that that, that if someone tells me to change something, even a psychologist, even a psychiatrist, I know me better. I know me best. And having gone off it and seen the impact it had, I need to be very vigilant in my, in my standing up for myself and being like, hey, I don't know about this. I, I really am not quite sure. Like, hey, like, let's talk this through. Because one of the things that I'm thinking is is that maybe I didn't do my best job of explaining why I take it and the impact it's having. Maybe I didn't know. And the other thing is, is when you're presenting yourself to a therapist, you're talking, they're only seeing you for that hour, right? Or however much time, every, every few months, right? So prior to my last session when we had this discussion, I'd just had a pretty intense work day followed by a heated and emotional discussion. And that left me feeling quite rattled. And that was just before the psych session. So I went into the psych session already feeling rattled. And then we talked about the therapy that she got me to do, which was basically exposure therapy. You know, go back to where, where I used to live and sort of just see what it was like, right? And sort of see how you feel. And yeah, there's more to it, but basically just realize that you're strong and a bunch of stuff. But the point was, is that that too was emotional. And then I went from there to being like, hey, and I have this issue where when I'm sleeping and people touch me, I freak out. So in that instant, in that time, I was presenting quite low. So you could argue that 
well, maybe the St. John's Ward wasn't working. Maybe what you're doing currently isn't working. So maybe you should change medicines. Mm, maybe. But the other problem is, is like, I suppose this is the fact that I'm, the, the factors that I'm drawing to your attention is, is that that, that, that one hour discussing stressful events isn't the whole of me. That's just a part of me. That's just a, that's just a, that's just like a, a, a representation of me in time. So the point I'm trying to drive at is, is that from the therapist's perspective, it can be quite hard to discern how the person's actually going when, when they see this, you know, like this snippet of a presentation of the person and obviously the person is the full person. I imagine and I would hope that people would have training to understand and recognize that. But I'm also aware that even if you are aware of it, it's still hard to to sort of recognize and see as it's happening. So what I've come to and the conclusion that I've come to is, is that clearly I need to be on the St. John's Watt. Maybe the ashwagandha and the the other stuff that I'm, I'm taking might help. I'm open to trying different things. The, the psych also suggested that I try a thing called Ceramide, which is at night, which is basically like a lavender oil thing, um, infused lavender oil, and it's very calming, and that's been a good boost. I'm open to trying like THC oil. I'm open to trying a whole variety of things to reduce anxiety. But the thing that I need to be aware of is, is well, I need to be the one in charge of that. I need to be the one taking ownership of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm the one steering the ship. I'm getting advice from the psychologist, advice from the psychiatrist, advice from, you know, research, etc. It's on me, though, because I'm the one that lives with me. However, there's a couple of caveats here. The first caveat is that, as I've said, when I talk about sort of a crisis plan, I will have other people, my wife, my friends, um, close family, being like, if they see a downturn, you know, if, if my functionality drops at work, etc., there are external things that will make me aware of the need to change something or try something. Um, and the other caveat is, is well, why aren't I trying uh, like you know tr- more traditional antidepressants or antipsychotics or whatever? Couple couple of reasons. I have tried them before and they didn't work for me that well. They kept me alive, but they made me feel very flat. So like the like I said, my, my mood goes up and down quite strongly, and they sort of made my mood range very, 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 very flat. So there wasn't much variance. I wasn't feeling depressed, but I wasn't couldn't didn't feel excited at all. Like completely no sex drive, no excitement drive. Just it was just like mm, nothing. That's not ideal. Uh, it stopped me from committing suicide. It helped me to find a psychologist and work through that sort of stuff, but I didn't like it. Um, getting onto them and coming off them was also very challenging for me. The, the side effects were nausea and disorientation and like physical um, coordination issues. It wasn't good. Would I try them again if I have to? If I have to, sure, but I lean towards the more natural stuff if possible. That's just my take. So anyway, wasted day. So I'll read it to you one more time. If you want to read this poem and check out the, the poem, it's only a little one, you can click the link down below. Wasted day. A wasted day. Mental health gone away. I don't want to stay. I wish I was there. I wish there was another way. In constant dismay. Life's all work, no play. Never enough pay. I want to play with you. Find a place to lay with you. Spend the night and stay with you. 
waste another day with you. I've seen you slay and have it your way, made the boys pay, taking them as you may. Um, so yeah, if, if, if you, if you want to check out that poem, you can have a little look below. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash Zach P Phillips, and you'll see a bunch of things that you can get as little rewards. There's, there's a Q and a stuff, there's early access to a bunch of stuff and there's some coaching stuff. So head over, check it out. And you know, you don't have to sign up for any of those, those things. If, if you think this podcast is worth a dollar a month, it would be great. I'd be grateful for it basically because the little, you know, it might be not noticeable in your end, but if collectively the listeners get together and support, it would make a massive difference on my end. It would allow me to do more podcasts, write more blogs, create more poetry, do more video courses, the whole bit. Um, and, and the reason I like Patreon is, is that it's like a, um, it allows me to see the income coming in, in the sense that writing the podcast, doing the books, all of the stuff that I do takes time. And that time... I'm grateful to do it. This is all a passion project, but I would love to be able to commit more time to it. So if you think this is worth supporting, patreon.com slash Zach P. Phillips. And if you can't afford it, just chuck us a review wherever you can, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, click, click the review, write the review, and let me know what you think. Cheers. Cheers.